This is the Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. I'm Michael Barr, and you're listening to the Business of Sports. We're here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays to explore the big money issues in the world of sports and talk to some of the biggest players in the industry. And today we are talking fantasy football. It's my favorite Wednesday. Joined by Bloomberg Radio producer Rich Truman, wrote a heck of a column every week on the Bloomberg Terminal, which is why he is now in the Fantasy Football League Championship right here at Bloomberg, and he's playing uh, another extraordinaire engineer here at Bloomberg, Charles Vollmer. In Rich, you knocked me out. Well, are you going to introduce Damien? Well, I'm, I, I am in a second. Just, right. just let me let me get there. Damien's in the same pool you are. I know. Consolation. I, I had a, I had an intro set up for you. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I apologize. Had an intro set up. Yes, Michael and I played last week, and you were favored, and you had great matchups, and I was a little uh, apprehensive. And I was very injury depleted, but I guess my great uh, managerial skills pulled out an easy victory over you. Mm, yes, of course. Thanks we'll to, to Ryan Tannehill's five touchdowns, mm, of course. Yes. They're playing the Lions. Um, yeah. <laughs> As we mentioned, and before we went on the air, Bloomberg Intelligence's Damian Sassauer, we were talking, and he had several questions for me. He said, well, Mike, you gave it a good ride. And like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he said, hey, are you in your survivor pool? Well, the answer to that is no. And here's why. Because on week 14, I did survive the first double elimination. I had Seattle, and I had to choose, was I going to take Tennessee, or was I going to throw the dice that week and take Dallas, who was playing against Cincinnati? Of course, the reason why is because the Red Rifle, who is now playing for Dallas, was playing his old team, Cincinnati. And I should have done that if I was really a gambler because I would have survived and had Tennessee left for this past weekend because (laughs) I had to pick uh, Vegas, and I thought they were going to win, and they didn't, and I could have had Tennessee left, and I had Tennessee. I had Buffalo also, which, of course, Buffalo won. So that's the answer, folks, of what happened. It's a, very, it's a very sad state of affairs, Mr. Barr. Well, do you think anybody actually understood what you just said? I, I understood it clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is, I'm not in the survivor pool anymore. and it, it, Which brings up a lot of people now are in those championships. So we're down to the nitty-gritty, uh, which comes down to quarterbacks. And, the, and that's one of the reasons why I got knocked out of the uh, – Survivor pool because I had Vegas and Derek Carr got knocked out of the game, which brought in Marcus Mariota. Now he didn't play poorly, but I could have used Derek Carr because they went. Well, I want I want to uh, stop you for a second. We played in the finale. We played in a league where you play two quarterbacks, and um, your first quarterback was Russell Wilson on a disappointing game, but your second quarterback was Sam Darnold. And last week's podcast, I was talking to Damian, you really need to plan ahead when you're in fantasy uh, mode. You can't think about week 16 after week 15. You need to really plan week 16, week 15, weeks 12, 13, 14. So you left yourself with just Sam Darnold as your second quarterback. And as a preemptive strike, I actually picked up two on waivers so you wouldn't be able to play him. Yeah. So we talked about it last <laughs> week. You really need to do some preemptive strikes uh, in planning ahead if you want to be successful in your fantasy championships. And by the way, I have uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, that was my original. I'm sorry, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. My bad. Damien, you gave it a heck of a ride yourself, buddy. 
Yeah, you know, I mean, I did. It was one of those seasons. I mean, I put an asterisk on the season. I mean, how many times with the COVID and Lamar Jackson and Baltimore's games getting pushed back and we don't know who's playing. So, so you know, I do that just for my my own, uh, just, just to make myself sleep at night. But the reality is, yeah, no, I'm out of all my playoffs. It's a real sad state of affairs for me. But, you know, I enjoy watching you all play. And, and you know, you mentioned Tannehill. That was a monster five-touchdown game last week against Detroit. And, you know, Jalen Hurts, wow. I mean, Jalen Hurts is, is coming on big. And, you know, as a waiver wire pickup this week, how could you not start him versus Dallas, right? Yeah, you, you are exactly right. And I mean, and Trubisky, I mean, playing Jacksonville this week, I mean, the Bears have now scored at least 30 points in their last three games. That's the first time in seven years the Bears have done that, and it's on the running of uh, Mr. Montgomery. That's my uh, confidence pick uh, in the Pick'em League. Uh, Chicago's giving up seven and a half over Jacksonville, and but I like that. And I, I want to put all my the highest confidence points in that game, uh, and and like you guys said, I mean it, it's you know it, it, Trubisky. It, yes, it, I know when I use that phrase, they're like, oh my goodness. But look, they, they're not playing poorly at all, guys. You know, you, and you mentioned Jacksonville, and you know I'm a Jet fan, and my God, please don't mention them again because the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes are now. Uh, I mean, now they head to Jacksonville, right? It's a real shame. I mean, truthfully, as a Jet fan, because. You know, I think Lawrence could have drawn in a real coach like a Bill Cower or an Urban Meyer, and and you know the Jets, just like Jacksonville, have plenty of money, plenty of draft picks, but Trevor Lawrence changes the game, and I think Jacksonville is going to be a real force to be reckoned with once they. Because I don't think they're going to win any of the last two games, and, and uh, just looking forward over the next few years, I mean, if he's the generational talent that people say he is, I mean, forget about it. It's going to be interesting to watch how things go down south. Running backs uh, in my other league, I'll give. My good news, I am in the championship league. But unfortunately, I've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and Ooh. he got knocked out with a high ankle sprain. And, Rich, like you said, if, I, you know, if you use your brains like I didn't, you should have picked up Le'Veon Bell because now he's going to be a big piece. Well, the same thing can be said for owners of Zeke Elliott. I had Zeke in our league, and I had Pollard almost the entire year, and I dropped him for needs because I was very injury depleted in the wide receiver aspect. And now I really, you know, wish I had Tony Pollard because he actually had a monster game and propelled a lot of people to the championship round. Another guy that I'm interested to see if he finally suits up is Christian McCaffrey. Mm. He's basically been out the entire year. I had acquired him in a trade early this year. And I'm really hoping that he plays this week. Carolina's playing Washington. Uh, as of this taping, he's still questionable. And, he, and even if he does play, I don't know how much work he's going to see, but I'm really hoping that he plays this week. Well, gentlemen, you mentioned you mentioned Edward Hilaire and Zeke and the injuries, but those aren't the only ones. Akers, how about yes. Robinson and Jacksonville, Mostert, Connor, Gaskin, they're all injured. And, and so if you're looking for some pickups at the running back position off the wire, I mean, Salvin Ahmed may still be out there, Benny Snell, Daryl Henderson and, and you know, for the Rams. I mean, all those guys could very well be out there. And so... Interestingly enough, this year there might actually be help for you going into Week 16 if you're still in your fantasy championships. Malcolm Brown's not a bad pickup either if he's still out there because of Acres. So, wideouts. Uh, you see anything that uh, fits you, Rich? Well, you know, who has been really on fire is Russell Gage on Atlanta. Um, another guy I picked up a couple of weeks ago, and it's obviously dependent if Julio comes back. Julio's missed the last few games. He's had a, a good target share. They're playing the Chiefs, which you know the Chiefs are going to put probably a 40 spot up on the board against Atlanta. So I'm really hoping for me personally that Julio sits out another game 
And Russell Gage, who I think has been taken up in the most waiver uh, wires, but is available in some, would be a hot uh, ticket to take. Another guy who you might want to look at is the Chicago Bears wide receiver. I mean, the uh, Cleveland wide receiver, Rashad Higgins. Mm. They're playing the Jets. Jets, even though they had a good game against the Rams, weak secondary. So he's a possible person that Mayfield might target against the Jets. Yeah, well, I mean, for me, I think I, I, I laid the kiss of death on Stephon Diggs last week because he's questionable and may be out this week, which opens up the possibilities for Beasley and John Brown if he comes back to really uh, to do some damage here in Week 16. And then, obviously, Michael Thomas placed on IR, right? So that opens the things up for guys like Emmanuel Sanders, Traycon Smith. So, you know, it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, the rece- there are definitely, these injuries are definitely creating opportunities for fantasy owners. Tight ends? Anybody? Is anybody on the air? Any, anyone? <laughs> and Logan Thomas looks interesting to me. Obviously, that's not nothing new here. He's been playing well. But I guess now that, like I said, Michael Thomas out, Jared Cook's got to be a target for people as well if you need help at the tight end position. Is Travis Kelsey still on waivers or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's an easy pickup, folks, yes. Darren Waller, maybe. <laughs> he was a beast. He was a beast on my team. I loved him, man. He, he got me to the semifinals. And, and he still delivered during that time. So if you have Daryl or if you have uh, uh, Travis, Travis, man, you are you're kicking, and it's I, you got good luck. Defense, uh, you know, it. This might sound weird, but I am thinking about the Texas defense, the Texans, the Texans defense. Yeah, and uh, because they're playing Cincinnati, correct? Two. Cincinnati's on the road, and I don't think they've won a game on the road this season, guys. Well, they well, you know, like... we were just talking last week, um, Michael, while you were out. I mean, defense is dominated in Week 14. I mean, you had a ton of them, like um, Washington, the Rams, Arizona, all having around 20 points in Week 14, but I think they really came back to earth last week, right? Only four teams had better than 10 points with <laughs> the yeah. Dallas Cowboys of all teams leading the way, right? So, you know, I still think defenses are key to fantasy football championships, but, you know, they definitely uh, they definitely haven't produced like they did in the, in the first week of, in the first round of the playoffs. There are actually a couple of interesting streaming options available this week. Uh, as you mentioned, the Bears are playing Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cleveland's playing the Jets. Those are two teams that were available on our waivers. And Washington against Carolina, or ver- vice versa, Carolina against Washington, because we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. <laughs> yeah. We won't go and get into that, but we don't know who their quarterback's going to be. That's that's going to be interesting, because uh, especially with uh, the Cleveland game, because I'm wondering now, now they're playing the Jets, as you mentioned, if the Jets, with this newfound confidence, because they beat the Rams, nobody had that on their bingo card, I might add. And I'm just wondering, Damien, if uh, you know if it's going to be the the big uh, pickup of the week for defense, like Rich said, with Cleveland. You know, I mean, you know, I, I've said it a million times this year, and I'll say it again. You know, you want to have exposure to teams and to games where you know where guys are playing for something, right? So you really got to look at these playoff races, right? I mean, in the AFC, you've got Miami and Baltimore on the outside looking in. Who would have thought it? I mean, Cleveland and Indianapolis are right now in the playoffs if the season were to end today. And in the NFC, it's a little bit less competitive, but, you know, you've got Arizona just outside looking in, you know, and Tampa and the Rams need to lose. So, you know, I like exposure to those teams, teams where they have, you know, they have something to play for, right? I mean, again, you know, if you had started, 
you know, somebody against the Jets, some, you know, last week, you know, well, last week was interesting, but, you know, most teams bench their, their, their players against the Jets in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how good they are. So, you know, you have to really kind of find those games, find that right mix of competitiveness and talent, and, and that's really where, where I'd be focused on going into Week 16. You know, I have a question for you guys. It's been a crazy year, and I know you guys are already looking forward to 2021 because you're out of the playoffs. Um, is, is there a lesson that we've learned from this year going into next year's draft? Uh, well, the first thing is you're right about I can't do the Scarlett O'Hara. I can't think about that now. I'll think about it tomorrow. <laughs> You've got to think, like you just said, you got to plan and think well ahead weeks with pickups and everything. But heading into the draft, uh, I, I think that uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is, you know, obviously he's hurt, but he's going to be a strong pickup. And he's going to, I think he's going to be in the top 12 next season in the draft. Damian, what do you think? Well, I think my big takeaway is really the lack of home field advantage and how that has had little to no impact on NFL games this year. And I expect that to change, right, in the post-pandemic environment, right? If we get, a, you know, kind of return to normalcy where, you know, people are actually allowed to attend NFL football games and that home court adva- that home field advantage actually means something, that's, you know, that's a huge it, – it, it, historically, that's been an absolutely huge factor in fantasy. And this year it's really been a non-existent one. So, you know, looking ahead, I mean, that for me is going to be – the big coin toss, right? I mean, do things change to the point where we're back to that? You know, hey, look, you know, you don't you don't start anyone against KC at home or Pittsburgh at home or Baltimore at home, right? So, you know, we'll see how things shake out, but it's been uh, it's been interesting to say the least in, in in 2020. By the way, before we lock out, and you just brought up a point, Pittsburgh. Uh, what's happened here? Because they went from being undefeated to like, whoa, they they're kind of like uh, slumping big time. Rich, what what's happening? You know, I read a stat. Uh, and I assume it's true. I believe they're the only team in NFL history that has started this season 11-0 and and then lost their next three games. I think a big problem with Pittsburgh is they have not been able to establish a running game. Yeah. They have no, really no running game whatsoever, and it's forcing Big Ben to throw the ball a lot more than they want. They actually have really good wide receivers. But I think but Big Ben can't throw more than five yards down the field, right? right? I mean, and this week they play Indianapolis. I think that pits two mobile quarterbacks, each over the age of 38, and both of them really can't throw more than five or ten yards down the field. So, And, and by the way, both of them are going to the playoffs this year, right? So it's going to be interesting. Well, I was going to say, the one thing I learned this year, I think you really have to put a lot of uh, stock in the mobile quarterback. I mean, Kyler Murray had an unbelievable yes. year. Josh Allen had a great year. Jalen Hurts looks like a, looks like a keeper. Even though Lamar Jackson was disappointing for most of the season, the last three weeks he's really come on. Yep. It just to have that quarterback who can get you forty to eighty yards a game rushing—that's like an extra touchdown right there. I mean, it's just a huge bonus, and that, that's one thing I'm going to definitely look forward to. Like the Matt Ryan's of the world, no more. It's got to be the mobile quarterback for me. That's going to be your maybe third quarterback. No, 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 no. You 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 just Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I got I got him late in our league. Yeah. he's had a bunch of rushing touchdowns this year, also because everybody thinks Derrick Henry's getting the ball to go line. Oh, see, that's this is why I love Wednesdays, folks. Thank you all, uh, Rich. Uh, now you won't be here next week, right? I will not be here next no, week. I will miss you, man. Thank you. We'll miss you, and and I do miss your column also. I it it I I'm, I will secretly tell everybody. Because uh, I didn't want to give Rich the big head, Damian. I was reading that every week, and it helped me get to the uh, the semifinals. 
I, I didn't want to admit that at the time, but uh, it it's it was a great column, folks. And, that, and that's what that's why I tell my family that Michael Barr is probably the nicest guy I've ever worked with. <laughs> well, I was yelling at you when, <laughs> when the Lions <laughs> lost, man. Tannehill, five touchdowns. Oh my gosh, boy. Damien, uh, I will talk to you next week. Bloomberg Intelligence's Damien Sassauer. I'll speak with you next week. Catch the podcast right here every Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter. I'm at Big Bar Sports. And you're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports, Bloomberg Radio, around the world.